Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Tax season about you know upon us, so uh, be careful with your write-off. Don't be like the Swiss banker. Um, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you can always get out of things. Usually you can. Just be careful with the how you cheat Uncle Sam, as Uncle Sam's always cheating you. All right, Rowdy, we were talking about this, and it was the NFC North. There's a lot of question marks in the air. Of the future of the Green Bay Packers, you have the salary cap, what Rodgers is going to do, Devontae Adams wanting $30 million, they could franchise him for just a little over 20 and then you have all this new coaching cycle, right? Uh, what was it? Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is now the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Adam Stenovich, the, what was he, the offensive line coach and the run game coordinator? Correct. Is now the OC. They've now... Uh, and did, Luke Getze became Luke, yep. the OC in Chicago for the Bears. Luke Getze is now with the Bears. Luke Butkus, Dick Butkus's nephew, is now the new online coach for the Packers. He got promoted from within. And then, um, God, I just head in the sports flash. And then another guy just got promoted, too. That was uh, some NFL royalty related. I'd have to go look at the name again. So, Rowdy, we have all these new coaches for the Packers. That's different. What happens with Rodgers? What happens with Devontae? What happens with the rest of the roster? Because the Packers are in calf hell. And then you have Harbaugh being flown in to interview for the Vikings position because Zimmer's been fired, right? So Harbaugh could be the new Vikings head coach. And then you look at the Chicago Bears. They got a new GM in Ryan Poles. We just heard him a little bit ago. He had this to say if you missed it. And we're going to consistently put players in position to succeed. And the last thing, the most important piece, is we're going to take the North and never give it back. Drops the mic and walks. Okay. Ryan Pohl's very, you know, boisterous. We're going to take the North and never give it back. They have a new head coach, Matt Eater. Eater. What the Eberflus. Eberflus. Sorry, I'm still working on that. And they got the Lions, who play very hard for Dan Campbell and are going to have a lot of draft picks, right? They got like a. Correct. And they got some, you know, some decent pieces starting there. So, with all that being said. Let's 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 just say Rodgers comes back and whatever happens happens with the team. The Packers are then winning the NFC North, right? Yeah, first scenario, Aaron Rodgers coming back with or without Devontae Adams, with or without Zadarius uh, Smith or all the other guys that could potentially be cut. If Aaron Rodgers is back on this roster, Green Bay wins the NFC North. Yeah. Okay. And I don't really think there's a challenge from anybody. I agree. Now, let's say... It would kind of be like this year. Who would be the challenge of the Vikings, maybe, with Harbaugh? Vikings Vikings with Harbaugh would be number two. Okay, and then probably... I might go Bears, or Lions and Bears. It's the Lions, though. Anyways, whatever, whatever. Let's do doomsday worst-case scenario. And I hate to do this, but here we are. Aaron Rodgers either retires or is on another team. Let's just put him out of the NFC North. What then happens... I don't even think that's doomsday. I think Doomsday would be Aaron Rodgers being on another team or retiring, Devontae Adams not re-signing, and losing a player or two of a big name on defensive side of the football. Because I think that's very, imagine what happened. And I think that's all very realistic. Okay, so let's go 
that's like D-Day right there. And then Jordan loves the quarterback. Ay, Dios mio. Who wins the NFC North? Do the Packers? If Matt LaFleur has not lost it. See, if you're, bet- if you're betting on it, if the, if the Packers can bring back like a decent defense, this is all about who they bring back and what their draft looks like. You would take maybe betting wise, you'd probably get better value on the Packers because you'd have to imagine the Vikings would be favored. Mm-hmm. Just, and we don't know exactly what Jordan Love is. We've seen three total games, one and a half preseason games, one and a half regular season games. But on paper, not betting wise, but on paper, who you think just straight up is going to win it? It's got to be the Vikings if they land Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has been a winner. Every single place that he's went, Winning. it doesn't matter if it's college. It doesn't matter if it's pros. I mean, the guy started his head coaching career at San Diego. They were pretty good for a couple of years. He goes to Stanford. He starts winning 10, 11 games there, had Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. And then after Stanford, he goes to San Francisco where he had Alex Smith and uh, Colin Kaepernick. And he was really good there. Here are, yeah, a cu- he here are a couple. And st- he beat the Packers a bunch. Here are a couple stats that are just crazy. Uh-oh. And then obviously went to Michigan. Finally, he he inherited a pretty bad Michigan team. Yep. And yeah, turned them finally- around, and they finally beat Ohio State and won the Big Ten. Yep. Then they got their asses handed to them. These are the three playoffs. years the 49ers had previous to Jim Harbaugh getting there: <laughs> seven and nine, eight and eight, six and ten. Ugh. This is what they did with Harbaugh: thirteen and three, lost in the NFC Championship game. 11-4-1, lost in the Super Bowl. 12-4, lost in the NFC Championship game, 8-8. Eight and eight. Then he left for Michigan the two years after he left, 5-11, and 2-14. Yeah, and then they had the big rebuild. And- really no success before or after he was there and until years down the road, obviously, when Shanahan took over and they got some players. But even look at Michigan. He took over a Michigan team that was 5-7. and seven. Yeah. He was there for what? Five, six years, and all of a sudden in five, six years, a five and seven Michigan team is a Big Ten champion in beating Ohio State. Uh, he's a good coach. No matter where he goes, he wins. You cannot like his antics. You can think it's overplayed. You know, but, don't like his khaki pants. But wherever he goes, the team always turns around and they're pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, he is a hell of a motivator. And some don't on, like it, some do. On obviously. top of that, you give him Kirk Cousins for another year. Again, you can. You like that? You like that? You can like Kirk Cousins for his play on and off the on or off the field or some of his other comments off the field. But Kirk Cousins was pretty good this year, had one of his best seasons and overall has probably been a pretty solid middle of the road quarterback in the NFL for a while. By the way, Rowdy, Kirk Cousins now a pro bowler taking Rogers spot. (laughs) He had a really good year this year. Yeah. And then you know that you have Delvin Cook, who's one of the better running backs in the NFL. And you have Justin Jefferson, one of the better receivers, and he's extremely young. And then there's That's a good core. It is a good core. And, you know, all signs are pointing to Harbaugh landing the Vikings job. He is flying to Minneapolis tomorrow, which is also National Signing Day in college football. I think if Jim Harbaugh was going to stay with Michigan... He would be there for a national signing day for college. One would think, Rowdy, just the head coach. He's flying to Minnesota to an interview for the head coaching position. I would feel like that would be a signs pointing to him to being the Vikings coach. I don't know about that. Just because a lot of it, that's like the individual high school players committing to schools. I feel like if you were in a big day for your people you work for, you would be there. 
But Harbaugh, we'll see. All signs are pointing to him. I did see a lot of, because there's a lot of chatter out there about him going to Minnesota or him going to Chicago pre, obviously, Eberflus hire. Mm -hmm. And then there's still the wild card of Miami. Because Harbaugh's linked to Miami, too. And there were people out there that couldn't understand why Harbaugh would be more interested in Minnesota than in Chicago. And I don't understand those people. I don't know what would be more appealing in Chicago. In Chicago, you had an offensive line that wasn't great. You had a rookie quarterback who now, by all accounts, has a lot of upside and talent. Yeah, they didn't want to throw him in the fire this year, Justin Fields. They wanted to, you know. But you look at some of the other things going on in Chicago, and you're like, well, the defense is going to be decent, but they do lose Akeem Hicks, who was one of their better, you know, defensive linemen. And that offensive line is still terrible. terrible. And oh, by the way, it's not like they're working with as many draft picks as Miami is. They're not like they're working with as much cap space. And you still already got Virginia McCaskey putting around. And there's no way you can say that they have a core of Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and Dalvin Cook. I, I, man, like I said earlier, I, I feel like if you're the Bears. Why did you let Nagy and why did you let Ryan Pace go an extra year only to draft your supposed quarterback of the future? And then on top of that, say, eh, we're still going to go in a different direction. Give them a completely new GM and head coach. So now you have a second-year quarterback that's going to have his second offensive system, second head coach. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Eberflus, he was the defensive coordinator for the Colts. He's coming in with a defensive nine. Yeah, defensive minded. That that isn't a Matt Lafleur or a Kyle Shanahan or a Sean McVay offensive mind, quote unquote Mike McCarthy offensive quarterback guru. <laughs> it's a defensive coach with a <laughs> with yeah. a young quarterback that struggled at times. And you last got a bad year. offensive line. Exactly. Yeah. I I don't exactly know where the Bears are going unless it's a Ready. really long play. Ryan Poles, the new GM, told you where they're going. Consistently put players in position to succeed. And the last thing, the most important piece, is we're going to take the North and never give it back. Brody, you could hear the confidence in his voice as he stumbles across his words. Oh, yeah, he was, we're going to take the North and never give it back. He was just oozing with confidence there. Well, can, I'm going to play this clip one more time. And w- when you hear the new GM, now I get it. Like, it's your first time on the podium. You're 36 years young. You know, you got the media in your face. Yeah, you're, you, you want to you you know, impress people. Let me, let me just play this. What am I about? Yeah, what are you about? And, how, and what's my philosophy? Yeah, bro. We're going to build through the draft. We're going to acquire young, fast, and physical football players. We're going to be selective in free agency, mm-hmm. and we're going to connect evaluation with valuation. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We're going to have a, a relentless approach to fix our weakness. Okay. We're going to maintain great self and self-awareness of who we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to solve problems with open communication and candor. Ooh, candor. Nice. And we're going to consistently put players in position to succeed. Nah, well, that's smart. And the last thing, the most important piece, is we're going to take the North and never give it back. Does that guy sound confident to you? I mean, I'm sure he's nervous or whatever. Matt LaFleur, in, in Ryan Poole's defense, did not sound confident in his first introductory press yeah, conference. Yeah, and neither did um, the Philadelphia Eagles coach. Yeah, he sounded, he could his, barely even have a sentence strung together. was just awful. But, I mean, we talked about the, the Vikings. We talked about the Bears situation, and obviously – in the situation we were talking about, if Rodgers comes back, they win. Yeah. If he doesn't, Jordan Love, it's the great unknown. And here's what we didn't talk about. What about the Vikings, or uh, the Lions, excuse me? And the Lions are a team that if... Now going, that guy, Dan Campbell's confident on the podium. Hey, going in, going into week one... He's going to punch you in the throat. I would say that they probably have the second best quarterback in the division. 
Yeah, Jared Goff. I mean, he's behind behind Kirk Cousins. If if Aaron Rodgers is gone, I would take Goff over Love right now. And they were a team that obviously they weren't very good this year. They struggled finding wins, but I did see a it was a statistic where if every single one loss or one possession game had gone the other way, so if you lost by seven points or less and that game went the other way, mm-hmm. the Lions would have won like seven or eight games. Yeah, I mean, so, they were so they're right in there. every single game. They covered a ton of games. It was notably said that they had a lot of guys that were playing hard for future spots and just for Dan Campbell, because of the type of rah-rah coach he was, they enjoyed that he brought in a lot of former NFL players on his staff, and it, it looked like they could potentially be a thing. But on top of that, the Detroit Lions have a lot of draft picks. They do. They, I mean, they have two first-round picks. But you know how they're going against them, Rowdy? They're the Detroit Lions. True. <laughs> I see that they have, but that's the thing. They have two first round picks. They have two third round picks. Like the lions have a decent amount of picks going forward at high positions. It's just, can they hit with them? Because yeah. all of a sudden you saw Quintez Cephas before breaking his collarbone Looking was good. playing pretty good football. I'm on Ra St. Brown coming out at the end. He, he was looking really good that's for a, a rookie. power name right there. And you got to remember, they do still have um, Jamal Williams under contract. We know what Jamal Williams is. He's a decent running back. He's not going to be great. He's best used in a tandem. He's always going to give it 110%. Yeah, but Swift, who's supposed to be the second punch in that one-two punch, he was hurt most of last year. Yeah, that that hurts. You bring him back. The line was decent. Hell of a lot better than the Bears. Yeah. So the Lions could be again, though, they are the Detroit Lions. Let's just their secondary, which was supposed to be a little bit better with some of the draft stock that they used in it. That was beat up last year. If they can stay healthy and at least hit their draft, if the Packers do bottom out with Jordan Love and, and what their roster, I really wouldn't be surprised with the mess the Bears are for year one of the new coach. If the Lions somehow in a crappy North finish second. Yeah, look at that. All right, well, more, we'll talk about it continuing on, but first let's go to the phones. Uh, line one, good morning. Who do we got? What's up, boys? Hey, what's happening? Paulie. Just Nelly, come on, man. <laughs> Paulie, the resident Bears fan. Paulie, when when you, I saw the phone line bl- uh, light up, I I had a feeling it was you about the Bears. Well, and I, 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 I love I gotta, it. I, I got to say this, right? Say your piece, bro. We, are, the, we, we the, don't the silence defensive, anyone's transmission. The, the defensive-minded coach thing is just ridiculous. Well, he's a, that's what he You is. know who's a defensive-minded coach? Bill Belichick. You know who else is a defensive-minded coach? The coach of the Bills there. You know what I mean? Like, he, the head coach isn't – it ain't like Matt LaFleur. He, he, he's not calling the plays. He's, he's coordinating all the other – coordinators you know what i mean <laughs> yeah he, i mean yeah gonna, it's his job he's gonna have he's gonna have the final say on important things but when it comes to running an offense and a defense he's not he's not calling the plays that's why they got that getsy from you guys you know what i mean like I, yeah aaron, I Rod- I aaron Rodgers made him good luck i i don't buy i don't buy into the if you have a, a, a you know a good young quarterback you have to uh, hire an offensive-minded coach. That's not, you know what I mean. That's not not always their job. I agree, hey, Paulie. I agree with you to a point. But if you had a young Justin Fields like you do, and he's entering his second year, wouldn't you, if you were going to hire an offensive or a, a head coach, wouldn't you prefer it to be offensive-minded if you were heading into 
a year or two of Justin Fields and he was your future quarterback? I I hear what you're saying. I don't necessarily disagree. See, but this, I is also, good, this is good conversation right here. Well done, boys. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I just look at it like he was a good defensive coordinator in Indianapolis. He's going to bring that mentality because the Bears, the Bears' mindset is it's a blue collar. You know what I mean? Like so that they got to have that great. Look at what Lovey Smith did. He wasn't an offensive coach. You know what I mean? Big fan of so, Lovey Smith. Also, their offense so, was never good. <laughs> hey, well, Polly, let me ask you: When you hear this, your new uh, GM, and uh, since you're a Bears fan, I want you to take when you hear him say this. Take a listen to succeed. And the last thing, the most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. Does that inspire you? Does that get you going? Get your juices flowing? You pitch, you pitch with, in a tent? I'll, no, I'll agree with Nelly on this one. Uh, it's 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 coach speak or yeah. GM speak or whatever. Sure. Like like Lovey Smith said, what's your number one priority? Not to win the, the Super Bowl. It was to beat the Packers. Right. So, you know, and honestly, he's not he's not far off in saying that because. Once Aaron Rodgers is gone, that division's wide open. You know what I right, mean? So let me ask you, Paulie. Let's say Rodgers is gone. Worst case scenario for us, best case for you. Who wins the NFC North next year? I think it would be between the, the Vikings and the Bears. The Bears. Depending on depending on how how quick they can put it together, I think a lot of things will come together for Justin Fields, but uh it just shows how much hinges on the quarterbacks. Because if Green Bay gets their quarterback back, I think everyone would assume it's over. If Justin well, Fields starts to hit kind of what a lot of people anticipate Justin Fields could be a, a ceiling for him, he could vault, especially with Aaron Rodgers gone, yeah. to being the best quarterback in the division. I think everyone knows what Kirk Cousin is. He's just a solid middle-of-the-road quarterback. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's kind of what I was saying, like. Aaron Rodgers and everybody else because he's a Hall of Famer and nobody else is. You know what I mean? But I think that's why, looking at it right now, that's why I'll go with Minnesota 1 because I know what Kirk Cousins is. The Lions, if they hit with some draft picks, maybe 2 because I know what Jared Goff is. Fields is the unknown. Love is the unknown. Currently, I guess you could say Rodgers is an unknown. I think I think the Lions. The problem the Lions have is they're the, they're the only team. They're, yeah, they're the Lions for one, <laughs> and they're the only team that has worse owners than the Bears. Yeah. Hey, so, Polly. Um, real quick, you doing okay today? You've been drinking. Like you sound a little different today. You all right? You good? No, I'm good. Okay. You get a new truck. Uh, Maybe you got the new no, truck. You know, happiness. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm large and in charge and looking for chickies. I thought you're looking for cranes that go crush. <laughs> I was gonna. You, you cut me off. I was gonna say. Crane. <laughs> the ribeye of the sky. You ever, yeah. Have you ever ate one? No. I my, well, I had a buddy who said he did it. He said they're delicious. Next one I hit, I'm going to try it if I can find it. Yeah, please. I would love to well, invite me up if you hit one. The last one disintegrated, so I don't know. <laughs> it was not much to him, you know? No, it was pretty... Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Hey, I got to... When you said I'm in Ross St. Brown, I thought I'm on your Ma St. Brown. <laughs> That's on ESPN. That's a Chris. That's a Chris Berman. Oh, is it? Yeah. No, I just made that up. Oh. <laughs> Get out of here. See you, Polly. Later. What did my mom? Your mom? Stop it. Uh, line two. Who's this? Good morning. Hey, kid. How are you? Living? Hey. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you, Big Joe. Thanks for the birthday wishes. Evil. All I can say to you is nobody likes you when you're 34. What's oh, your age again? 34. Hey, I'm 34 right now. I'll be 35 next month. Unbelievable, dude. Getting right, old, Big getting, Joe. We're getting old, man. Take it easy on me. I'm getting old. That's fine. It's okay. Age is just right. a number, right, Big Joe? 
Age is just a number, buddy. Yeah. Uh, who wins the uh, NFC North next year, Big Joe? If let's say Rodgers leaves, who wins the NFC North next year? Packers, Vikings, Bears, or Lions? I probably have to go with the dreaded Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I just I don't I don't like what's going on in Chicago. I will say this though, Evo. I think a team on the rise in the next couple of years to watch. I think the Lions are going to be good here in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean they've been saying that for the entire like since the like the late fifties. But yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. There's always next year, Evo. That's what Cubs fans always say. I know Dave from Minota's listening. Yeah, and sadly that's what we as Packer fans have been saying too. Damn it. Yeah, I know that's true too. Though. Yeah. Too true, Big Joe. Thanks for the birthday wishes, brother. Hey, we love you. Have a great you. birthday, buddy. If I see you out and about someday, I'll buy you a beer. Sounds good, and I'll buy you running to turn. Okay. Absolutely. Nice, you could. So, Polly, Polly used the joke for Amon Saint or Amon Ra Saint Brown's uh, mom. Fun fact on his parents: Dad, Mister Universe, yeah, bodybuilding. Oh yeah. He was bodybuilding. Originally from Germany. Yeah, European. We saw him in that pack. The last game of the season, they had those uh, those half Lions, half Packers jerseys. Those are pretty cool. I mean, if you're the parent of a, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, parent of, what are you thinking about investing in one? No, I mean, if you're the parents, like that's cool. I'm on Ra St. Brown. Can we have him instead of Equiminius? Yeah, I would prefer that. I think Rodgers would too. Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to hit it and quit it and walk off like Big Poppy, Rowdy. I, apparently, baseball is meeting again today. So they got Major League Baseball and the Players Association um, putting more of the mind meld together and hopefully coming to a solution. You think, what was the three timelines? The three timelines was done before the Super Bowl. No, not happening. Still, but I mean, potentially. potentially, potentially. There's still time. There's still 12 days. Yep. Uh, The other one was done right after the Super Bowl. And in both of those scenarios, uh, the baseball season would start on time. Yeah. And then the other one was like, I think it was done like right at the beginning of spring training, right around the start of spring training time okay. where teams start to report. Thus, it would push spring training back and or shorten it. Well, they better get their heads out of their all, asses. All the timelines that I saw for the most part had them either starting on time or shortening spring training to start on time. I haven't really seen a ton of people coming back and saying, yep, this this baseball season is not going to start until May. You know, it was so Rowdy and I were at um, the Madison Marriott West last night for the dugout club, uh, raising money for, you know, baseball here in Wisconsin. Um, big, big campaign, too, to get baseball back at the university, right? And usually the Brewers send people. And th- we were affected last night because of the, the freaking lockout, man. Um, you know, the keynote speaker, one of the speakers up there was like, and the Brewers send their, you know, their, their well wishes and their best regards. Unfortunately, they couldn't send anyone this year because of the godforsaken lockout. Yeah, and I was really looking forward to hoping that uh, David dude. Stearns or Craig Council were going to be there so I could pick their brain about the last month. Yeah, how many people did we talk to? Because we met we met a lot of listeners last night, and it was all about the Brewers we are talking about. And they're like, I saw that collapse coming from a mile away. It's like the last month of the season. You're like, oh, my God. And it goes back to that topic we had, uh, what, last week. What was a more disheartening end of the season, the Brewers or the Packers? And you and RJ both went Brewers, right? Because you can see that thing. I feel like if I if if that actually played out that way, there'd be like one of three things that would happen. One, which is probably the most likely, you would fight David Stearns. <laughs> no, David Stearns or Craig Council come out with the coach speak, we'll say, or the GM speak, and they'll be like, "We stand by our guns. We, you know, we stand by what we did." Uh, real, real quick, before I do the other two scenarios, if you were standing there face to face with Stearns and Council. Drinking a couple beers like we were doing last night, 
and they hit you with the coach speak, would you honestly stand there and, and just be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, sure? No, I'd probably like, really? You'd be like, really, dude? You can't be You wouldn't change anything else. You can't be S O B S or M F or. All right, so what are the other two scenarios? Yeah, number one, they just give you the coach speak. Number two, which would probably be second most likely, they ask for security. <laughs> security! Get some man out get, here. Get dragged out early. And then what's the third option? Third one is probably they go with an actual answer. Is there I don't a, think they're giving up the real actual answer and how they feel deep, deep down. I, uh, I feel like it would be hard to get it out of them. Especially it's so ingrained to just say the company line that that had to be number one security. Definitely. Probably number two. There's not a fourth option of you guys meeting in the parking lot and duking it out. No, I don't think so. Man. Like he's, they still do. Okay. Could you as a Brewers fan, let's say it did came to that fourth option. I just play devil's advocate, but play along with me. Let's say it does come to the fourth option. You and Craig are nose to nose. Arguing about pulling Corbin Burns after 70 pitches. He's got a perfect game going. He pulls him. And you bring it up, and you guys are nose to nose. Could you, in your heart of hearts, punch the Brewers manager, Rowdy? Craig Council. <laughs> Could you do it? Or would you have to refrain? Because it's you. Brewers is like your number one love. I'm, I guarantee you cheered for Craig Council growing up when he's a player. Could you, nose to nose, cock back and punch Craig Council in the face? Could you do it? Do you have it in you? Or would you be take the high road, which is something you don't do often? I will say this. I'm I'm, I'm going to coach speak around your <laughs> around your question, but I, I I'm going to I'm going to say this. You know, I'm not afraid to let arms go. I know that. You punched me a bunch this morning cuz I told you to lay off the beer. It's not true. Punching me? Either of them. What what did you call this morning then? That was like shadow boxing. In shadow box, you don't hit the person. That didn't hurt me. Pam was impressed. I heard her saying stuff as I had to go get my phone. I can't repeat what she said on air. <laughs> Anyways, so you would shadow box great counsel? No, I said, <laughs> I, I said I'm not afraid to let arms go. Okay, okay. Rowdy, Rowdy did not, he didn't fight me this morning. It was a very aggressive good morning. I'll say it like that. I enjoyed it, though. It was, you got the juices flowing. We'll sweat like grease pigs out here, Rowdy. So you wouldn't fight Craig Council is what you're saying. I'm all right with letting arms go. Okay. That's probably the best. I didn't, first of all, Sports Pat would not have liked that. I don't think the Dog Club would have liked it. I would have filmed it. It would have been great to talk about on the it show. It could have been great publicity. It would have been fantastic publicity. You know what they say. Uh, all publicity <laughs> is good publicity. I don't know if it would be good for us, like, you know, having the rights of carrying the brewers, but... That might have been next. We'll we'll have to cross that bridge if it ever gets there. All right, so the <laughs> might turn into the second fight of the day. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably we're gonna send Rowdy to WTMJ to fight some more people. All right, so uh, yes, baseball meeting again today. Hopefully they get it figured out because we want baseball, and that would just we can't do another year See, of that's the thing. stuff. Everyone that listens to the station since 2017. Ebo, would you say that for the most part when I talk about Brewers, like I've been pretty dead? Pretty dead on on a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Some like, disagree, like but, yeah. roster, like roster yeah, moves yeah, and yeah. trades, totally. and and what I think is going to happen or how it's going to play out. Been pretty decently accurate yeah, the last four agree. years. Yeah, totally. I, I vouch for you. 
I don't hate people think I hate Craig Council. I don't hate Craig Council. He just drives me up the wall with some. <laughs> he just drives me up the wall with some of his like removing pitchers early, or listen, you know some of the moves that he makes. Listen, I don't hate Craig Council. He just drives me up the wall. Okay, <laughs> on some of the moves. <laughs> yeah, same like pulling Corbin Burns. He's got a perfect game, or he's got a no no going. Or it was like with David Stern, seventy I mean, pitches. You can go back and look at David Stern's trade and and signing history, and it's been pretty damn good, especially for a GM. If the the gold standards like hitting on fifty percent. Okay, but you said Craig Council's not a legend. He's Remember, not. He was at the Milwaukee Brewers or Bucks game, and they had then the cry on Craig Council, Milwaukee Brewers legend. He's not. What do you mean? The majority of his career was spent with like the Diamondbacks and the Marlins where he's where he's memorable. By the time he got to the Brewers, <laughs> he's an old journeyman. <laughs> and he's been a okay. manager and they never they haven't won a World Series. All right. Maybe we can bridge the gap here. At this point, can he's we, not. Can we say Could that, he be in ten years? Maybe. Can we say Could he be in twenty? Maybe you can agree with me on this. That his batting stance is legendary. Sure. Okay. There we go. But there, see, do you, don't, we do can you find think common to ground be, to be legendary. Do you think you? I think you almost have to be done. Like you done to, with the sport. You, you have to be out of the sport for the most part. That's interesting for most people, unless you're an all timer, okay, all timer. Aaron Rodgers, a legend. See, I wouldn't call him legendary until he retires. What? Four time MVP, soon to be. Okay, you just had different standards for legend. Okay, I get it. I call like, Rodgers a legend. The majority of guys, okay, whatever you're going to be the a legend in. Because I, I think in like baseball, you could be like a legend in two different things, right? You could be, oh, I guess that'd be all sports. A legendary player, a legendary coach. I feel like you don't get seen as truly legendary. Until you're done? Until you're done. Like, okay, they people talk about Bill Belichick could be one of the better coaches of all time. Do you truly think of him as legendary like Vince Lombardi? Like, he's dead. He's gone. He's moved on. He's legendary. You know, you bring up a good point. Because once he's done coaching, and eventually you are going to do this, die, then you think of him in a different light. See, King's thinking at a high level today. Bart Starr, legend. Bart Starr is a legend. R.I.P. A lot of people didn't start talking about Bart Starr being a big-time legend until, just I don't, don't know, the 70s and 80s. Just don't ask Polly. Don't ask Polly about Bart Starr. <laughs> okay, I see your point. Like, once you're done with... I get it, okay. Yeah, it's like you're looked back on. I get it. While you're still playing, there's very few living legends. Hey, heroes get remembered, Rowdy. But legends never die. Good movie, Sandlot. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Uh, take that, Adam Schefter. You dong. You donger. Tom Brady gets to decide how he goes out. Not you, Shefty. You loser. As Schefter first reported it, Brady said, F you, dude. I'm going to do it on my own terms. Waited to like, what, two days? Yeah. <laughs> I said, I, I, I'm retiring. Tom Brady, the GOAT, done. D-U-N. Rowdy, I have a statement. I have not prepared it. Tom Brady did. 
I wanted to read some of it for you. Uh, let me see here. Let's get a little music uh, to set the mood. <clears throat> this is coming from Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. on his Twitter account, Instagram as well, if you want to find it. As he's hanging it up after 22 seasons, Tom Brady says, and I quote, let me just take a sip of this coffee first. I've always believed the sport of football is an all-in proposition. If 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. And success is what I love so much about our game. There is a physical, mental, and emotional challenge every single day that has allowed me to maximize my highest potential. And I have tried my very best these past 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success on the field or in life. This is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I have loved my NFL career, and now it is time to focus my time and my energy on other things that require my attention. I have done a lot of reflecting the past week and have asked myself difficult questions. And I'm so proud of what we have achieved. My teammates, coaches, fellow competitors, and fans deserve 100% of me. But right now, it's the best I leave the field of play to the next generation of dedicated and committed athletes. And then he goes on to thank the Buccaneers, uh, the Glazer family, his coaches, and other people he've been with, some staffers, his personal trainer, his parents. And here we go. And lastly, Rowdy, to my wife, Giselle, and my children, Jack, Benny, and Vivi, you are my inspiration. Our family is my greatest achievement. I always came off the field and home to the most loving and supportive wife who has done everything for our family to allow me to focus on my career. Her selflessness allowed me to reach new heights professionally. And I am beyond words what you mean to me and our family. Ti amo, amor de man vita. Tom Brady. He's done, man. He's done. It's over. The goat's done. Yeah, getting pretty close to uh, finally closing the... Oh, there's, there's more. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch. But Jesus. He's, he's basically just thanking his teammates, yeah. his GM, the I coach. thought it was done. There's like three more paragraphs. Yeah, yeah we don't need to read something. But yeah, this this basically closes the the book on pretty much the majority of the quarterbacks that were the young guns when I was like in elementary school. It was isn't it just like Rogers left? Pretty yeah, Rod, and he was the latest one drafted because yeah. uh, you had Drew Brees, you had Tom Brady. Those are both guys that are now done. Eli Manning's him, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, and now Big Ben were all in the 2004 class. Yeah. And it's Aaron Rodgers, 05. I guess I'm trying to think of some older court. Russell Wilson's getting up there, I guess. Yeah, but he's not but even he's that, not old. that old. He's like 32. Uh, God, who's even old anymore? Um, no one. It's Aaron Rodgers. I'm just, I mean, Ryan Tannehill's not really old. No. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's, just, it's literally just Aaron Rodgers is left of the old guard. He, uh, Russell like, Wilson is like that. Not the old guard. He's like the well, he's like aging a, he's guard. in the same like kind of spot that Matt Ryan is. Matt Ryan's a little older. Yeah, I mean they're the next. I mean they still have years under them. But yeah, Rodgers is the last stand of and, and old dudes. Well, okay, this is the thing. I don't really fit those type of guys because they're they're not quite as old, and they they didn't come in as a young big group. Yeah, like. Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, they're all probably Hall of Famers in my book. They all came in in the same draft. Aaron Rodgers was the year before. 
you had Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Um, God, the NFL. All, is, all those guys came into the league like within the you know four or five years of each other. Getting old's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But Tom Brady was the last. Tom, yeah, Tom Brady was the. I mean, you last. can even fit Peyton Manning into that as well. Totally. I'm trying to think here, Rody. So it's pretty funny. A uh, sports center actually put out a social media post and it was every single picture of Tom Brady from his rookie year to his last year with the bucks and how his, you know, his headshot changed. I will say this. He was receding a little bit at the yeah, last couple of years with the Buccaneers and Ooh, you Stafford. started to see a little bit of the, um, you know, like the, the, the receding cracks, hairline, the the cracks and a little bit of starting, the starting to go a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. And then he got and the gray, a little gray on the side of the hair. Then he started winning Super Bowls and getting more money. And then his hair came back. <laughs> hair, hair, went, hair receded a little bit, a little bit of wrinkles and cracks and a little bit of gray on the side. But the, the jawline and the face, definitely uh, a stronger jawline and a, a more carved out face. Yeah. So, Rowdy, we did forget one. Matt Stafford. See, he's he's like a Russell Wilson. He's to me. thirty. He's younger than me. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford are the last two quarterbacks. Stafford was drafted in oh nine. He he's thirty three. Well, I mean, you could just Google him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was drafted. Yeah, two thousand nine. Yep, he was two thousand nine. Stafford and Rodgers are the last quarterbacks left of my teens. That was eighteen and nineteen. Matthew Stafford, or not Matthew Stafford? Uh, what about Matt Ryan? Pretty well, sure he was up. Yeah, him too then, yeah. Crazy. Oh, let's go to the phone. Yeah, who's this? Hello. Hey, Pipeline calling from the north here. My man, Troy. What's up, brother? Hey, hey, you uh, you got a birthday today? <laughs> I do. Thank you. God dang it. Happy birthday, young fellow. I know. Tom Brady tried to steal my thunder on my birthday, oh, that a-hole. That, hey. That's my hey, that's my day. That's my day, Tom. Shame on him. I know. You should have asked Adam Scheffler if it was okay to celebrate your birthday. <laughs> I mean, that, that guy is underrated. He knows the future. It's crazy. Hats off to Adam Schefter. Troy, it's actually funny you say that because Adam Schefter in the wee mornings of a couple days ago actually tweeted out that it was Ebo's birthday, but he since had to delete it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't steal my thunder. Only Tom Brady can, I guess. Yeah, I guess you came in second place, Ebo. That's fine. Hey, Rowdy, I 100% agree with you about the the, uh, topic about our our manager in Milwaukee Brewers. (laughs) And take, taking guys out early, and we, I, I've told you this several times, so I, I, whenever I talk to people, though, I kind of feel like I'm out on an island by myself that not a lot of people agree with me, but I'm with you hand in hand on that one. He, he, uh, you know, he takes guys out too early. And I just Troy, Troy, have, don't be a follower, Troy. Don't be a follower nah, when you're talking to people. Be uh, a leader, you know? I'm trying to, but, man, I was on an island, and then, and then uh, old Rowdy came up and uh, saved me because I – you know, there's a lot of truth to that, but well, whatever. So. I think there's a lot more of us on that island than uh, right. our public. Right, but you know, then Let's, all of a sudden, just tend to be loud and proud, Troy. Okay, just because they win, everybody says uh, it's okay. And eventually, you know, they didn't win, so uh, maybe <laughs> maybe things caught them in the end. So, hey, Eves, have a great birthday. Thanks, brother. And I appreciate I, it. Man. I, I wish I could be celebrating with you. But, well, I'll uh, have an extra drink for you tonight. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll cheers you. <laughs> I'll send you That'd a picture. That'd be awesome. You guys have a good day. Go Bucky. <laughs> yeah, see you, buddy. Thanks, Troy. Good stuff. Good guy right there. The pipeline of the north, Troy. Yeah, Tom Brady's done, man. It's 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 crazy how the NFL, 
Because we've had the same quarterbacks, and you, know, you get so used to the the, nays, the the mainstays, right? You had your your Aaron Rodgers, your Tom Brady's, your Ben Roethlisberger's, your uh, your Eli Manning's, your Peyton Manning's, your uh, bolo tie wearing, um, like Philip Rivers. You got you know all these guys out there, and then all of a sudden they're gone. If it, if Oof. you want to age like age yourself, it almost works perfectly with me and Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady came into the league in 2000, took over for Drew Bledsoe, won the Super Bowl, what was that, in 2001? In yeah. 2000, I entered kindergarten. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So pretty much since I hit kindergarten, Tom Brady was a starting quarterback in and, the NFL, and now winning Super Bowls. And now, uh, you're what are you, 27? And yeah. Tom Brady's done. And he is officially retired. Your whole, That's a long that my whole life since was Tom Brady since dominating. getting into school age was Tom Brady playing quarterback and winning Super Bowls. Man, Tom Brady done. It's just crazy to say, right? And you knew it'd be eventual. I I, still I thought he like had the, another year left. I thought the dude would have played till he was like fifty. I thought Tom Brady would have had an oxygen tank and a wheelchair out there well, with how they protect quarterbacks. The guy, the guy was very he he was he was very open to saying he wanted to play to forty five. He's currently 44. He'll turn 45 right before next football season. Mm -hmm. And he definitely, he didn't necessarily go out on top like John Elway, where you win the Super Bowl and you're, you're done, but he was still playing his best football. We had Rob Reichel on, what was it? Last Thursday, how many touchdowns? And Rob Reichel said, I voted for Tom Brady for MVP. And I know there's going to be a ton of writers maybe like how Barkish is out there that are also going to vote for Tom Brady because Outside of Aaron Rodgers, I think it was a lot of a for a lot of people. It was a two horse race between Rodgers and Brady for mm-hmm. MVP. Yeah. He's forty four, and the full dog texted me Sunday Fuller. afternoon. What's he doing? And What's doing? he's you know it was about Tom Brady and Did Fuller say how handsome he was and retiring. And my response to him right then, this was before we had he had you know kind of fired back and been like I'm not retired. Yeah. I go, I don't even know if I feel like he's retired. I, I feel like he could come back. He's a guy that's so competitive and that that competitive drive where yeah. all of a sudden he starts getting that itch like Brett Favre. I could see him coming back in June. You get a little avocado ice cream in, in him, you know, Rowdy? A little tequila? Uh, all of a sudden, all of tequila, sudden yeah. all of it, you got the itch a little bit? It's June and he's like, well, where's my helmet and my pads? I got to make sure they're ready for July. I don't know. Is he going to call Antonio Brown up again? Say, come live with me. A part of me is thinking Tom Brady's the guy that once he says he's done, he completely turns the switch off because he's on all the time. Or he's a guy that like Brett Favre will start to get that itch and maybe, maybe start sniffing around the Tampa Bay. But I think the biggest thing that we need to ask ourselves is if you're Tom Brady and you had the current contract set up like it was, you had to make it to February 5th for an extra, was it $15 million? Yeah, yeah dude. I think I'm waiting until next Tuesday. Yeah, because I, I, I want that milli. I'll, can, I'll collect milli. that extra 15 mil. Or sorry, 15 milli. Give me. Rowdy, well, here's this. Tom Brady's net worth is $250 million, allegedly. I just looked up Giselle, his supermodel wife. She's worth four hundred million dollars. I don't think that extra fifteen is really doing. Yeah, much. and it never really came down to, you know, that extra money. Pretty much his entire career, as he took deals with almost every team, so he could put Super Bowl teams around him, and it worked. He won seven of them. Yeah. Plus, he was pretty good. Yeah, he was. He wasn't bad. And then you got Giselle, who's just whoo, whoo, four hundred million dollars for Giselle, the supermodel from Brazil.
All right, so with that, though, okay, obviously Tom Brady stole my thunder on my birthday. I'll give it to him, though. He's the GOAT. And also, Rowdy, um, I hope you said happy birthday to Ronda Rousey, too. It's her birthday today as well. Um, when it comes to... Missed that one. Aaron Rodgers. Does Aaron Rodgers now, if retirement was creeping up, say, I can't retire? Tom Brady, the GOAT, just did it. I got to go come play another year. I think this bodes well for Rodgers coming back, dude. Yeah, and that was another thing that the old full dog brought up on Sunday. Is Rodgers really going to want to retire in a class that could potentially have Brady, uh, Big Ben himself, and even like a Gronkowski thrown in there? Because don't you think the the Gronk said he was connected? Yeah, Gronk has been like a package deal with Tom Brady for the last couple years. Gronk was retired. And the only reason he came to Tampa Bay is because Tom Brady called him and said, yo, dude, let's go run it back. Right? Gronk. I not. By the way, I can't stand Gronk's commercials. What are those commercials he's doing? They're so dumb. Grunt. The 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 military service insurance stuff. He's just a bad actor. Well, that's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, it's he's a football player. That's true. Eating Tide Pods, but he came out of retirement to go play with Tom Brady in Tampa. Is Gronk done? Who else is done? There? I'm pretty sure Gronk. He was on. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. Way like this was after like a Patriots Super Bowl. Well, Jimmy Kimmel was good. It, not even. It was even probably after that. I haven't but, watched Jimmy Kimmel in like 10 years. But he was on Jimmy Kimmel, and they they read him some passages out of like a, I don't remember what the book was necessarily. It was like the mean tweets. And, and he just had like this, that? this Rob Gronkowski look on his face, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, what does this remind you of? Because I think it was like out of like an excerpts of like a Tom Brady book or something like that. And he goes, ah, this brings me back to when, oh, I, was, I, remember this, when yeah. I was 16. And he goes, why 16? He goes, that was the last time I read a book. <laughs> I, rem- I do remember like, that. Did you really think Gronk would be a good actor? <laughs> I No, I guess. He said was, he went uh, to Arizona yeah. because of the pool parties. That's on, that's on me. Yeah. I just see those commercials. Like, these commercials suck. And then, yes, he, he like, enjoyed football. But it was the pool parties. Listen, I would have done the same. If I pool party or read a book, yeah, I'll do the pool party if I know I'm destined for the NFL. I don't I'm know. Like, I feel like if I was picking the state of Arizona and I was basing it on football and pool parties, I probably went with. I would probably would have went with state. I would probably would have went with Arizona State. <laughs> yeah, you just party <laughs> your ass off, and it's warm. Arizona State. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, line one. Who's this? Pac Man Ryan. Oh, Pac Man Ryan in the house. What's up, baby? Hey, man. Happy birthday. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're the man. So uh, is Rodgers the oldest starting quarterback in the NFL now? Yes. Yeah. Unless, like, Cade McDowell gets called up or something. <laughs> he could. Very well could. Oh, actually, oh, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. What's that? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Who knows if he's playing this year, if he'll be healthy. He's 39. He's 39. Whoa. We both looked at each other right away. Yeah. With Fitzmagic. Last time he that was seen, Packer fan, he was actually in the stands at a Buffalo Bill game. Shirtless. I saw that shirtless. Yeah. With a full beard shirtless. I think he's done probably then. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to that level in your life, you're pretty much done playing. Yeah, when football. you're drunk in the stands of another team shirtless, yeah, you might be done. I don't know though. I though. think so. I would like to party with him. That would be fun to party, man. Yeah. Peckham, well, um, what do you think? Tom Brady done? Is that is good news, bad news for you? Like you're gonna shed a tear? Like what's up? I, I don't really care. I, I, whatever. But I think Rodgers seeing an opening there in the NFC is going to make him stick in the NFC. Rodgers sticking with the pack? Yeah, definitely. He'll be back. Back with the pack. And then he's going to be doing that Keanu Reeves thing. Growing his hair when up he still? Comes back. 
I'm thinking I'm back. I'm thinking I'm back. Now, yep. I saw Matrix 4. The premise wasn't bad, but Keanu Reeves in that movie, he didn't get around too well. So hopefully it's a John Wick Rogers and not a Matrix 4, you know, Neo Aaron Rogers. Fingers crossed. Okay, so uh, it's not worth the watch. Megan and I were just debating on watching it last well, night. Well, I, I, okay, so it's getting panned a lot on online, but what doesn't? The concept was good. It was the, I would, ch- if you're a fan of the th- other three movies, I'd say check it out. Okay, I'll check her out. Yeah. And if uh, if Pac-Fan Pete starts yelling, just blame it on me, okay? All right, will do. All right, so, 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 Pac-Fan, I got a song for you coming up, okay? All right, uh, ice fishing soon, brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, dude, dude. Lewis, former Badger, Lewis and Zegu, I was I saw him again at the gym. He wants to go ice fishing with us, so let's make it happen. Yeah, I got to hit him up and let him know what the weekend works. All right, yeah, because you got a kid now, so. Yeah, it's tough to plan around those babies. Well, you got a wife. You got a wife, too. So That, too. Oh. <laughs> All right, Pac-Fan. See you, brother. Later. See you, buddy. <laughs> and this is for you, Pac-Fan. Oh, Hank Williams, Jr. On this fine Tuesday. Tom Brady's done. I think that bodes well, even more well for Rodgers coming back. Doesn't Rodgers sound like a guy who was coming back anyways? Like Tom Brady, Tom Brady, 22 years. You just won the Super Bowl the year before. You know, you already won all the ones of the Patriots. To play devil's advocate, he did say this is, I mean, it was his words, and he, him and Devontae were talking about the last dance. That's, that is now, a good point. Now, was it? <laughs> now, when I watched the last dance, they won the title. The Bulls did. When I watched the Packers version of the last dance, they lost the, the divisional round against the Niners. Well, have you, you know how you can get like different, um, Copies of the movie. It's like the like the bootleg copies. Yeah, different, no, the, the, oh, sorry, like the director's cuts. cut. Yeah, director's the, cut yeah. and like the standard, like the extended film. cut. Yeah, yeah, where it's like slightly different. Yeah, I think they didn't go with something slightly different, like in the movie where they still win the Super Bowl, but there are other details that were different, and maybe there's like a couple extra scenes. Sure, I think they just kind of like straight up went like full China. Where did you see that? Where they completely changed the ending of Fight Club, Club? like a huge movie that's been talked about for themes and and different uh, symbols within a movie for like twenty years. Let me just say this: (laughs) the first rule of Fight Club is we're not supposed to be discussing this, but since they changed it in China, so the Chinese streaming service, um, the hell's it called? Did you see that though? Yeah, instead of the successful plot in Fight, and if you haven't seen Fight Club, spoiler. They destroy a bunch of buildings at the end, right? Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, they're the same person. But in China now... It's kind of like fighting back against the the establishment. Yeah, fighting fight back the, against yeah, the, fight the, man. the man. Fight the man. They changed the ending. They changed the ending to uh, essentially the man wins, right? And, and by the way, if you're in China and they had this like allowed for like the last two decades, mm-hmm. you probably already saw the original ending. One would think. Until they changed it in 2021 slash 2022. <laughs> you had like 20 years to watch the original film. Um, apparently, I'm reading here. Apparently, Fight Club is not the first movie where the version made for the Chinese mainland audience differed from the original. Over the years, a number of Western movies and television shows, including Men in Black 3. <laughs> Who would ever even want to see the original? Cloud Atlas and Pirates of the 
Caribbean have an altar before they're shown to the audiences. Yeah, so, the end- well, anyways, what I'm getting at, the gist of this is no, sorry. the Packers, the their, their cut was altered. Yeah. It, it, we didn't get to see the championship. No. They went with a different version. <laughs> I love how the original Fight Club, you like fighting back to the establishment, and then in China, they change it to like the police win. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. All right, 608-321-1670, Twitter's own Madison. So maybe we'll get the last dance part. Duh. Yeah, how about the last last dance? The, the, the Yeah, the last last dance. Starring Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Matt LaFleur and company. And then and this time they and, win and, it all. And in this cut, you're going to have to edit out like Sedarius Smith and a couple other guys <laughs> that probably have to be cut. Uh, in the ending of the Chinese version of Fight Club, in China, the bombing doesn't go quite as planned in Fight Club. The police ultimately follow through on a tip provided by the narrator, which isn't the narrator Tyler in that, Tyler Durden, and foil the Project Mayhem plot after the narrator shoots himself, effectively killing Tyler Durden's personality. The ending is then replaced with a mini epilogue explaining what happens. I'm also curious how they do this. It's just text. It says, though the police provided by Tyler, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals. Oh, that's a buzzkill. Successfully preventing the bombing from exploding. I would have figured they at least would have tried. And then after the trial. Tried to remake the ending. Tyler Durden was sent to a lunatic asylum receiving psychological treatment. He was discharged from the hospital in 2012. What an ending. What a buzzkill for that movie. And it's all just in text. Yeah, it's just just text at the end. How pissed would you be if you watched that whole movie and like the the last ending that could be like in theory the movie's last half hour is text? Oh, and would you know any differently if you never saw the original? Like, you had twenty years to see the original. It's like wow, what an abrupt, weird ending. Yeah, I don't know, Rowdy. Just bootleg it. Is there only two things? Yeah, bootleg it. Fight Club, great movie. We just broke the first wheel of Fight Club though, so we talked about it. Too good and firm, feeling women. Oh, thank you, Waylon. Yeah, right, well, the right first rule of the last dance was to win the whole effing thing. Yeah. Packers broke that. Yeah, they did. All right, so we needed the last, last dance with Aaron Rodgers coming up here. Maybe it's All right, welcome back. Tom Brady's done. He's retired. Fight Club's <laughs> changed is, in China. This is the alternate version of the last, last dance where they didn't win. Scottie Pippen was the one that retired. <laughs> Michael Jordan stays. No, no Devontae Adams. It's just Rodgers. And Dennis Rodman, like, cleans up, and he uh, puts on a suit instead of a wedding dress. Who'd be Dennis Rodman on the Packers? Like the Hatfields and McCoy. That's a good question. Who's Dennis Rodman on the Packers? He's not a Packer person. No, I was going to say after listening to that, I mean, no, yeah, well, t- well, here's what we're listening to, real quick. I'm not going to, I can't play it on <laughs> air, but play it. Dave Portnoy, the El Presidente, hilarious dude. He's the man. Basically, he's like, Tom Brady did not thank the New England Patriots once for <laughs> during his retirement. It was, it was all. Tampa Bay, he said, F that, F this, blah, blah, blah. And you were going to say what, Rowdy? Yeah. Well, I mean, I get it. His winning percentage, when we're talking not winning games, winning Super Bowl was 50% in Tampa. Yeah. The guy only won 6 out of 20. <laughs> 6 out of 20 with New England. That's 30%. That's 30, yeah. Well, come on. So yeah. I get it. All right, Rowdy, speaking of football, we look at Aaron Rodgers now. There's been a coaching carousel. So Nathaniel Hackett's the head coach of the Broncos. Luke Getze is now the OC of the Chicago Bears. Good luck, brother. And there's some promotions from within for the Packers. You have a conspiracy theory Tuesday theory. Real quick, though, Jason Vrabel will be promoted to wide receivers coach for the Packers. Uh, I'm sorry, promote wide receivers coach Jason Vrabel to passing game coordinator. Excuse me. Uh, Hackett apparently wanted to interview Vrabel for the Broncos offensive coordinator job. 
after Stenovich chose to stay in Green Bay, but now he's staying with uh, the Packers. And then there is this, Rowdy. We have Dick Butkiss, his nephew. You know the Hall of Famer Dick Butkiss. What a name, a power name. Dick Butkiss. Power name. His nephew, Luke Butkiss, has now been uh, promoted to offensive line coach. Rowdy, that being said, I said, that being said, there we go. Well, we know in the past, especially this is a Bears and Vikings tactic where they like to grab like old washed up players at the end of their career that were former Packers. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're looking to try and get maybe the inside scoop or little notes here and there on the Packers of what they do. But now all of a sudden they hire away Luke Getze to become the offensive coordinator. That's still probably along the same lines as getting like an old former player. A little bit more info, obviously, since he was in that triangle with LaFleur and Hackett and the offensive minds. But let's get real down to the brass tacks here. The conspiracy theory is that the Bears have tried these tactics over and over and it really has never worked. Yeah. They have not been able to penetrate the Green Bay Packers and and actually beat them. But now they've finally done it. They have their plant on the inside. Dit Buckus's nephew is now not only on the coaching staff, but he is at a focal point on the offensive line. The very offensive line that is meant to protect uh, yes. protect the franchise and yes. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. No, no, no. The Bears couldn't wait a few years and let Aaron Rodgers leave and, and all of us celebrate and maybe a last, last dance situation. They had to get a mole on the inside, tear apart that offensive line. I actually heard he probably kicked David Bakhtiari in the knee. That's why his <laughs> knee was bad. <laughs> he was the setback. <laughs> and now they, they're just trying to end Aaron Rodgers and the Packers reign of, you know, three, four years early. This so you, is this is it. Luke Butkus. Rowdy. Conspiracy Theory Tuesday. Luke Butkus was the Manchurian candidate all along in the Packers organization for the Bears. They thought they were just playing around. Turns out that was a real fight. He kicked David Bakhtiari. We've sniffed it out, folks. And by the way, I always, every time I hear this, this actually is a full song for the That wasn't just, that just wasn't fluid on the knee. That was blood. (laughs) (laughs) We're on to you, Luke Butkus. Butt kiss. We're on to you. Everyone heads on a swivel. Could you imagine Mulder and Scully like clubbing this? What the hell's that? I prefer what's the uh, what's the other one? It, it was like the background music, basically for the '97 Super Bowl. Oh, what is it? It's what? not Stardust. Oh, Sandstorm. Sandstorm. The root Sandstorm. <laughs> yes. Oh, Rowdy, my man. Now, now we can go old school clubbing, dude. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. All right. Stardust. Stardust. Sandstorm. Same thing. Stardust. Sandstorm. Some say we're yes. all. Some say we're all made of stardust, Rowdy. So whatever. All right, there you go. We're on to you, Luke Butkus. This is like the all-time '90s clubbing. Oh, dude, that and LSDJ. Better off alone. That's a good one too. Yeah, baby. All right, turn it on and rip the knob off with the rude. We'll come right back with the final touch. It's of still show. probably a big hit in, like, what, Scandinavian countries with their, like, metrosexual clubbing? Right, they're just dressed, well-dressed men, that's all.